This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. How to keep my destiny alive? I am a child of destiny. If you are born again, if you are born again, if you have received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that day you did that, a destiny in God begins. You have become a child of destiny. Listen to me, everyone born of God has a destiny in him. Before the world ever started, before the world was ever formed, the Bible says you existed in the mind of God. And before he was given birth to, before your father ever met your mother, God had a purpose, a plan in his heart for you. Whether you have received it, whether you know it, whether you have encountered it or not, it does not change the fact that you have a destiny in God. Can you announce to one or two people, I have a destiny in God. That is a purpose. Say, there is a purpose and there is a plan of God for my life. This is true for everyone born of a woman. God has a plan for your life. Whether you have come to the reality of it, whether you have actualized it, whether you are, whether you have stumbled into it by accident or you don't even have a clue, it doesn't change the mind of God. God has a plan for your life. Can you say it one more time? God has a plan for my life. Now this morning, I'm not going to be talking about how to discover the plan. I'm not going to be talking about how to discover your destiny. Praise God. Even though that is a good topic for as many that haven't discovered the reason, the purpose of their existence, why God created them. I'm telling you as a child of God, it's important for you to know this. You have to know this. It's important. If you don't know it, you are only existing. You have not started living. You start living when you have discovered your purpose. For example, our pastor in this place, thank God for Pastor Tunde, is a pharmacist by training. He went to university to be one of the greatest pharmacists that will ever exist. Excuse me, what he's doing today? Is it related to anything called pharmacy? Praise God. Because he has stepped into his destiny. Not everybody will end up on the, on the, on the pulpit, but there is a destiny in God for you. There is something God wired you for before the world ever began. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Are you with me this morning? Now, if you have discovered your destiny this morning, I want you to shout amen. amen. If you have not yet discovered your destiny, don't be envious. Praise God. Because you will discover yours. The Holy Spirit will lift you there. If you believe it, shout a good amen. Amen. And I speak over your lives, whether you have discovered yours or not. I say your destiny will never go down. I say your destiny will not go down. Your destiny will never go chromatose in the name of Jesus. Destiny is a journey. It has a beginning. It has an end point. It's a journey. Tell your neighbor it's a journey. Life itself is a journey. Praise God. But one thing I know about your destiny is this. Whether you have discovered yours or not, the end product of your life is glory. You will turn out well. It doesn't matter what you have passed through. It doesn't matter what you are going through. God has concluded in his mind concerning you. And you need to make the same conclusion today that you will end up well. 
let's go into the world so that you not say maybe this man, uh, maybe his wife cooked for him very well, and you know he just wants to say good things this morning. Romans eight, even though my wife is a very good cook, praise God. You can tell from my grateful body, praise God. And uh, don't be envious of it. Some of you eat more than I do, but it's just that your body is not grateful enough to show it. (laughs) Praise God. Thank God we are grateful people here. We showed gratitude to God and uh, praise God. Romans 8, 29 to 31. Romans 8, 29. If you got it, say I got it. Uh, I should be saving time this morning. Perhaps I should just to him. Can you put it on the screen? Okay. For whom he did for know, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. You see, for whom he did for know, God had foreknown you. Before your father met your mother, God had known you. Can you say that? God had known me. He also did predestinate me to be conformed to the image of his son. That's my predestination. So that I can be what he wants me to be, he set the image of his son so I can be like him. Praise God. Now, conform to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn amongst the brethren. That's the family of God. Go to the next one. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, who is that? Who did he predestinate? Come on, say that's me. Then he also called. Who is that? Okay. And whom he also called, them he also justified. Who is that? Wow. So only you. You have, you have, you have a predestined destiny. You have been predestinated. You've been, you've been called. And you've been what? Justified. And whom he justified, them he also Who did he glorify? So the end product of your life is glory. It is not shame. I said it is glory. The end product of your life is glorious. Hallelujah. So that is what gives me the confidence that I will end well. Tell somebody I'm going to finish well. But the most important part of destiny, God bless you, is this. There are three categories of people in the world we live in. When you talk about destiny. The first category... Number one, if you are writing, you can write this down. Those who start well, but along the way, they discontinue or they disconnect. They are not interested anyway. They are no more pursuing. They give up. You have a lot of people like that around you, both in church, outside church, and all over. They've started well. They start well. We saw the day they gave their lives to Christ. They started well. They embraced Jesus. We saw tears on their face the same day they, they came out. But along the way, something happened. They discontinued their journey in God. But see what God said. The end product of your life is what? Where did this start from? Whom he did for no. He did what? Predestinate. Then what did he do? Called. He has called you. What did he do after calling you? He justified you. Just as if you've never seen. He cleansed you. He did everything for you. Just for you at the end of the day 
to partake of his glory. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But on this journey of destiny, many people have also done what? Disconnected themselves. Don't be part of that group. Number two, those who start well and did not finish well, they started. They finished. But they did not finish well. People like Demas. We have example in the Bible. The Bible talks of Demas. Demas has forsaken me. That was Paul giving a record of him. People like Ephraim. Ephraim in Hosea 4.17. Ephraim was a great guy. Had a great destiny. God had preferred him beyond his brother. But this was a guy that his name was even removed from the 12 tribes of Israel. Very sad. God said, leave Ephraim alone. He has cleaved unto idols. May God never say, leave him alone. You see, the Bible says he will never leave us nor forsake us. But when the Almighty himself says, leave him alone. Yeah, if God causes you, that's the end. Who will remove it? Praise God. So there are some people who didn't finish well. They forsook. It's not, you see, the first category are those who did not finish at all. They discontinued. The second category are those who started. They finished, but they did not finish well. The end product of their life was not glory. It was shame. Even though God intended that it would be glory. The third category of people are those who start well and they finish well. I'm sure that's the category you want to belong to. Please note this important part. The end is the most important part of your journey. Many people have started this race too. Many people have started well. But make sure you don't finish wrong. Praise God. I thank God for the teachings we have been receiving on dominion and so on. Because you are going to take over. But when you take over, make sure you look at the finish line. You finish well. You finish strong. And you finish to the predetermined counsel of God for your life. Are you listening to me? Because when God created you and I in Genesis 126, he said, let us make man in our, in our, I want you to shout it loud, in our, and in our image and likeness. Image, when you look at a mirror, what do you see? You see yourself, that's what is an image. So when God was creating you, listen to me very well, when he was creating you, he made you to look like what? Him. So ask your neighbor, who do you look like? Who do you look like? You see, all of you are still afraid to say, I look like God. Okay, let me help you. Let me help you. Because some of us are not as handsome as, you know, let's keep that alone. All right, all right. You see, the part of you that you look like God is your spirit. Hmm? That's the invincible part of you. What you are seeing is your body. Tell your neighbor, this is my body. This is not me. It is my body. The real me you can't really see. Uh-huh. It's inside of this. This is like an earthly suit. This is like a cloth. Like I'm putting on a cloth now. You can't see what is on the inside. Even though you can imagine. Whether it is four months or six months or one keg or six pack. You can imagine. 
Am I communicating with you? All right. So, our spirit, a man is a triumph being. You have a spirit. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live inside a body. Okay? So, the part of you that is not seen is your spirit. Many people don't work on their spirit. They work on their body. You see, go to the gym, six pack, five pack, four pack. Uh, and all the, you know, we work on the body alone. We work on the mind. That's why we go to school. The technology that took us to the moon is more than, I mean, the technology of cell phone is more than what took us to the moon. Man's mind is unimaginable. You see the moon and you just go there. For what? <laughs> Praise God. But man, that's the mind. We have developed our mind. It's incredible. The mind of we develop those two parts, but our spirit, we don't spend time to develop it, to make it what it ought to be. Praise God. Because some of us, our spirit is not even feeding on proper diet. We are not chewing the word. We are not in the presence. Church is once a while. When it's convenient. And how do we expect to manifest the nature of God? Amen. So God created you to look like him. In, where, in what part of your body? In what part of your being? Sorry. In your spirit you look like God. Now, tell your neighbor now. Who do I look like? Uh-huh. Then answer your neighbor who you look like. Uh-huh. So you are confident now. You look like him. In your spirit. Alright? So you are created to look like God. And he said in his likeness. That word likeness comes from a deep Hebrew word. Which means to function. So you are created to look like God. And to do what? To function like God. So how does God function? When he wanted to create... Uh, when he wanted to create water, what did he do? He spoke. Very good. God bless you. This is a water church. Amen? Clap for yourself. Clap for yourself. I've been to some churches. They'll be looking at me. Then I'll look at the pastor and say, hmm, Are you teaching these people? Uh, spoke. When he wanted to create the earth, what did he do? When he wanted to create fish, what did he do? Anything he created, how did he do it? So if you look like God and you function like God, how are you going to do yours? You are a speaking spirit. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You are a speaking spirit. You begin to speak. Some people tell me, there's no man. There's no man. Uh, because you have been speaking, there is no man. What will happen to you? You are created how? In his image. And he's like, you have to do things like he does it. Some people say, there's no money. Why is there no money? Uh, because that's what we have been saying. There's no money. And you continue to have no But when you begin to call those things that be not as though they are, <laughs> even when it's not looking like it, you are not moved. Like your father Abraham, the Bible says in Romans 4.17, he staggered not at the promises. 
He staggered not at the convenience. He staggered not at the, ex- at the examples around him, at the atmosphere. He staggered not at the promises of God. He stood by the word of God. He said, yes, I know I'm 100 years old. My sperm has gone chromatose. He knows. He said, Sarah, Sarah's womb is now dead. But he staggered not at the promises. He said, circumstances may not favor. The rain may not fall. He said, you will not see rain. You will not see the moon. You will not see the star. But there shall be abundance of rain. You will see water. He just spoke the word. And the Bible said, excuse me. Sarah was millennial Not menopause. Millennial. But did she have a baby? No, that word, you can't see it in the dictionary. Man. I, I knew you were looking. What's millennial? No, that's my own uh, millennial from millennial. You know, she was almost a hundred years old. Praise God. Uh-huh. Praise God. And the baby came forth. Why? Standing by the wall. You need to be conscious of that every time. I travel fairly a bit around the world. And I stay in different kinds of hotels, different shapes, different kinds. Both the one that is executive and the one that cockroach will be looking. All kinds. Now, sometimes when I stay in the ones that are tall, like the one you have here, and people enter the elevator with me, they'll say, are you going down? I say, no. I will never go down. But I am going downstairs. Why? I am created in the image of God and in the likeness of God. What I say comes to pass. That's why the Bible warned me. He said, don't say a confederacy with them that say confederacy. Don't say before an angel, it is an error. Praise God. Proverbs 12, 6. Look at it in your scripture. He said, the mouth of the righteous will deliver them. I love some of the testimonies I was hearing. The lady said, Pastor, I taught them. It's not every time you call Pastor, pray, pray, pray. Exercise your dominion. You are created. Pastor too is created in the image of God. I'm created in the image of God. Everybody's created in the image of God. He said, these signs will follow them that believe. Is this saying he will follow pastors alone? No. If you believe, I told them in the church, we thank God. You see, one of the reasons why myself and Pastor are connected this way is that we have grace in the same area in terms of miracle signs and wonders. I thank God in our church, we've seen cripple walk, we've seen lame rise, we've seen blind eyes open in our service like that, open. We've seen deaf ear pop open. We've seen different, in fact, terminal cancer. They gave her six, six months to live. She's still alive and that was 10 years ago. We've seen different, different, people they've told 99.9% you can't be pregnant. They just say, oh, praise God. Now that's why I maintain this, so that those who are not yet, those who are not yet, they can see. I have point of contact. I'm only kidding. I'm sure you know that. Praise God. We've seen all that. But I told them I'm tired of you to come in here and get it. Go and heal them in their offices. Look for people with cancer. Lay hands on them. Then come and tell us in church. This is what happened. Are you listening to me? Tell your neighbor, signs are following. I'm created in the image of God. And in the likeness of God. Quickly. 
four ways in which I can keep my destiny alive. Four areas. Number one. Number one. Stay connected to your heavenly father. Stay connected always. Many have been disconnected and don't know. It's like a fan. You know when a fan is on, it will be rotating. And when you disconnect it, what will the fan still be doing? But the fan has been disconnected. Many have been disconnected and they don't know. Praise the Lord. Continue in these areas. How do I get connected to the Father? In prayer. Don't go down in the area of prayer. Make sure your prayer life is hot and spicy. If your prayer is reducing, get another covenant brother that will pray with you. Another covenant sister that will pray with you. Go to prayer meeting. Excuse me, where do we have prayer meeting in this church? Every, uh you see? No wonder the church is like this. You can't tell. No wonder. Every day, you say, excuse me, where is the prayer? The prayer team will not reject you. That's the only thing that doesn't reject people. If you say you know how to sing now, they'll say audition. They can still reject you. But prayer department is open like this. Praise God. Come and exercise your gift. Even those who can talk. Even people who talk too much, they say you are welcome. Because when you talk, they say, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Bo, 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 bo. Ba, 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 ba. You know, gear is changing. Praise God. So join the prayer. So in prayer, stay connected. In fastings, that's when you align yourself with God. In forgiveness, make sure you are not somebody, because those are things that can disconnect you from the Father when you don't forgive those who have anything against you. Amen? Number two, stay connected in the Word. You must read the Word, study the Word, meditate on the Word, memorize the Word, speak the Word, declare the Word. I'll go over it. Read, study, meditate, Memorize, speak, and declare the word of God. Always. You must be loaded in the word. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of God dwell in you how? Richly. I'm rushing my notes, sorry. Uh, the, the time is fast. Away. Every need in life is wrapped up in the word. If you don't have a word to locate your destiny, then you will remain chromatose. No, nothing can keep the word of God uneffective. Uh, I'll give you Isaiah 55, 11. He says, so shall my word be that proceed out of my mouth. It will not return to me void until it has accomplished the purpose for which it has been sent. Isaiah 40 said, not a word, not an iota of God's word will go away unfulfilled. The word of God must. He said, heaven and earth can pass away, but not a jot, not an iota of his word will go unfulfilled. Are you listening? Even God said, I have highly exalted my word above my name. So look for the word of God in every situation. What does the word of God have to say? This is going to help you to end well. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The first thing is what? To stay connected to your father, heavenly father. Number two, Stay connected to the, to the word. Praise God. Colossians 3.16 is the word there. Then Hebrews 4.10 says, The word of God is quick, is powerful, is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing asunder every joint, soul, spirit, and marrow, and is a searcher of the intent of the heart. 
Everything we need in life is wrapped up in the word of God. Uh, Hebrews 1.3. Let me show you this also. That in Hebrews 1.3, the Bible says, everything in this life, look at this world, is kept by the word of God. Everything is made to operate by the word of God. If God is holding the whole world by his word, how are you going to hold your own world? Remember, you are created how? In his image and his likeness. God held his own world by his word. How are you going to hold your own world? By his word. So that's why your world, you can change your world any day, any time. Whatever you see in your world you don't like, you can change it. How do you change it? By the word. Speaking the word. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I've seen that happen several times in my life as an individual. One day I saw the house I was living. I said, I don't like this house. I want to move to a dwelling. You know, there are, there are homes, there are houses, there are dwellings. So I want to move to a dwelling. Praise God. How did that happen? A dwelling, yes, dwelling. When, when you get there, you say, ah, God is here. Mm, praise God. Praise God. Like a car my friend has. I said this car should be taken for evangelism every day. Praise God. Because, you see, when you enter the car, he will even talk to you. He will talk to you. Say, so fasten your seatbelt, please. He will talk to you. You know those kind of cars? Uh, some of you are looking. I see what you parked outside now. You know there are vehicles, there are cars, there are automobiles. And there are machines. Uh-huh. Uh, the machine, that one drives itself. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Why you bring unbeliever inside? You just say, which God are you serving? He's the one asking you. He's the one asking you. Praise God. Let's quickly wrap up. Have you been blessed today? Number three, stay connected to godly people. This is very important. Watch your friends. Evil communication corrupts good manners. First Corinthians 15, 33. There's a place to sit. There's a place to stand. There's a place to walk. Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. Blessed is the man who standeth not in the seat of this, I mean, who seated not in the seat of discomfort, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Say, watch it. Watch it. Some of you should check your friends. Amen? Because they can easily disconnect you on this journey. A lot, of, a lot of them that are disconnected, this is how they get disconnected, moving with wrong friends. You don't drink again. Why are you still fellowshipping with drinkers? Amen? You don't gossip anymore. Why is your best friend still the army boy in town? Praise God. You should change. You should switch around. Because they will keep on condemning your church. Eh, what are you doing in throne room? They are all of them. They are just looking for your money. They are looking for your money. This and that. And this one thing, looking for your money. Tell her what is she looking for. Praise God. And after he has condemned your church, he wants to still sell you the piece of cloth she brought. Or the shoe she just brought from Dubai. I hope nobody's friend goes to Dubai. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So watch your friends. Choose carefully your friends. Don't have enemies. You should be acquaintance with everybody, but choose your friends. 
Jesus Christ said, did not say everybody is your friend. You choose your friend. Tell your neighbor, I need to choose my friends. Okay. Number four, stay connected to your church. Look at all the people giving testimony today. You can see everything about their testimony was connected to where they were primarily receiving the word of God. Praise the Lord. God designed the church for two primary reasons. Number one, for prophetic direction and instruction. Number two, instruction in righteousness. Write that down. Very important. Prophetic direction and instruction in righteousness. Like the prophetic direction has been dominion. That's the prophetic direction you have been under. Praise God. If somebody is telling you or you are having a dream that hasn't gotten to do with dominion or you taking over, you know that's not God. Because the prophetic direction is dominion. Praise God. Then the second thing is instruction in righteousness. The Bible says, okay, let me give you a scripture for... uh, what did I say the first one was? Prophetic direction. That's um, Micah 4.2, Isaiah 2.2. 2. Say the house of the Lord shall be exalted above all hills, and men will come into it. Isn't it so? And they'll say, well, let us go to the house of the king of Jacob, that he might show us his ways and teach us his paths. Praise God. And the second one is for instructions in righteousness. Instructions in righteousness. The word of God does not only teach us how to be saved. It teaches us how to live as saved people. So every time you come to church, like I'm giving you instructions now, you learn how to live your Christian life. I just taught you one, something today. I taught you about the image and likeness. I taught you several things. And I also taught you that choose your friends. Some of you don't know how to say no to friends. Praise God. Hallelujah. Choose your friends. I don't work, for example, as a pastor, I don't work with every pastor in town. Praise God. I don't work with every pastor in the world. They are my acquaintances. I love every pastor. I love what they are doing. I celebrate them. But not all of them are my friends. Praise God. Some are hirelings. Am I going to be daft not to know that? Some of them are not serving God the way they should. Praise God. But you are blessed and privileged in this church because you have one of the choice servants of God that is leading you. One of the blessings, one of the blessings God can give a man is to be under somebody that truly loves God. A shepherd indeed who will give you instructions in righteousness, teach you the word of God so that you can achieve your destiny. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed today? How many people are going to reach their goal? Shout it loud. I will reach my goal. I will fulfill my destiny. My destiny is alive. Come on, lift up your hands and begin to thank God right now. Begin to give him praise. Begin to give him glory. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Father, for what you have done. You will help me. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message... Please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.